Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and well, down here on the beach. It's Monday. It's just perfect weather. It is not a breath of wind. Sun's out. The ocean is still recovering from the storms from the weekend. And uh, the sand is as hard as concrete. It's so strange how the wind has blown the sand so hard that it's the, 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 the wind has blown the sand so so strongly that it's just packed it down. It's it basically the whole beach is just one bed of concrete. It's uh, and of course it'll soften up with a bit of water and rain and what have you. Birds are having a seagulls having a ball, eating all the washed up blue bottles, um, which keeps me out of the water a bit. Uh, so, what are we going to talk about today? Well, period of introspection every single day of your life keeps your heart and soul into in your life. A period of introspection is really important because when you keep your heart and soul in your life, you stay in it. So, when the heart goes out, you go out. You know that. Uh, and there's sometimes uh, when your heart goes out of something, there's just nothing much you can do about it. You, your heart goes out of a job or your heart goes out of a relationship or your heart goes out of a sport. There's just nothing you can do about it. You can continue, but when the heart's not in it, you're not in it. So keeping your heart and soul engaged in your daily life becomes a pretty important factor in maintaining resilience and uh, commitment, it maintaining uh, enjoyment, uh, affection, uh, inspiration. Uh, it, it's a pretty important part of nearly every aspect of all seven areas of life. Even your financial well-being is dependent to a great, great degree on keeping your heart and soul in life, in your vision, because it motivates you. So a period of introspection every single day uh, will keep your heart and soul engaged in your day. Now, we have to be careful to differentiate between introspection and ruminating. Ruminating is worry or thinking about or considering stuff uh, by chewing it over in your brain. And I think that's toxic. So let's just for a start say, when I say introspect, I don't mean ruminate, and we need to put those two on opposite ends of the, uh, of the spectrum. And let's just talk, continue to talk about the end of the spectrum where I'm talking about introspection. Introspect is to, what, let go. So if we want one word to replace the word introspect with, it's letting go. So. What are we going to let go of? Well, there's six things that we need to let go of on a daily basis to have uh, a healthy introspective period. In other words, to do your inner wealth work. Let's go through it. You need to spend at least 10 minutes a day letting go of a judgment. So every day something pisses us off or we feel sad about something or we criticize someone or we feel disappointed about something, or frustrated, or annoyed, or uh, angry, or sad, or 
whatever, usually it's frustration, and that's a judgment. So if we don't let that go, we don't let go of the judgment and we hold on to it, we carry that judgment right throughout the day and it accumulates. So judgments are, and the stress they cause are cumulative. Um, walking here, I lost a bit of concentration there because there are millions and millions of blue bottles on the sand washed up and I'm trying to walk where the blue bottles aren't <laughs> because they can still give you a nasty sting even though they've been in the sand all day, all night. So letting go of a judgment and we do that by seeing balance in something that we previously didn't see balance in. So the bipolar nature of the human brain wants to see, feel, taste, touch, smell, hear, things out of balance. That's its preference because it gives it its greatest excitement. So a delicious meal, a beautiful sunrise, a gorgeous smell. Um, these are uh, a soft, something that feels good. So these are all attractions that our ego, our body-mind desires. But they all come from the concept of a bipo the bipolar nature of life, that there are polarities, that we see things good or bad, sweet or sour, soft or hard. And this bipolar nature of human emotion and the ego leads us to uh, uh, some healthy places because it'll prevent us from eating some poisoned food. But it, if it applied to everything generically, leads us to judge. And not only judge whether something's uh, healthy to eat or not healthy to eat, but it'll also lead us to judge people, judge ourselves, judge situations. On Saturday, I came down the beach. The beach was empty. It was horrific storms. I just put on a really good warm jacket and came down and had the best two hour walk on the beach I've had for a long time. But I could have said, it was the worst two-hour walk I've had on the beach for some time, if I wanted to see it differently. So we have the ability to see balance. We have the ability to see polarity. Seeing polarity when it comes to certain uh, things like food, that's kind of like understandable, we can use that. Seeing danger with our eyes, seeing beauty, we can use that. But every day, it's really wise to break through a judgment that's holding us stuck, keeping us critical of others or ourselves. And another word for this is evolve. So <laughs> the first part of introspection, keeping your heart and soul in life, inner wealth, is 
letting go of the judgment. Just 10 minutes a day doing a discard form. The second part is letting go of the acidity of living, which is your body accumulating toxin. Now, we often refer to exercise programs like going to the gym or going for a swim or doing burst training as I advocate in the inner wealth work. We often refer to this as being things we do to get fitter, but it's actually not. These are things we do to prevent us getting unfitter, to, to prevent us accumulating the toxins that build up through living. Every single day, every time you move a muscle, it produces lactic acid. And that lactic acid uh, accumulates in your body and becomes uh, illness. Every time you eat something, there are byproducts of digestion. And for, for the greater part, we poo it out, but I will pee it out. But a lot of it does get caught. A lot of the toxic part gets caught in our, in our body. And this toxic part uh, comes out in sweat through our skin, the, the largest organ in the human body. So the exercise program on a daily basis is letting go of toxin, letting go of aging, letting go of the, the, the results of living. And that's how you keep fresh. One of the beautiful things about walking in the Himalayas at very high altitude is your body completely regenerates itself. It, it, it lets go liters and liters of liquid. Uh, it has to, it's called acclimatization. And you consume very little uh, poison up there. You, you consume pr primarily dal, which is, uh, which is uh, a protein uh, uh, and you consume, uh, you consume dal and, and uh, rice. So uh, protein and carbs in a really healthy back way. So this, this is, uh, this, that's one of the gifts of being in the Himalayas. It rejuvenates you. So sitting in a health spa bubbling away, this is not uh, uh, what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is letting go. And we can talk about that a lot, letting go. Letting, your body letting go of the toxins of living. And those toxins, just like a car exhaust pipe, uh, and, and you may remember in the days when, before electric cars were invented, uh, cars, put, you put petrol in, you, you drove the car, and eventually you had to get the oil changed because the oil accumulates all the wastes of the car. And if you don't get the oil changed, all the toxins from the engine and all the waste products accumulate in the oil and eventually kill the car. So this uh, lymph, for example, there is no pump in your body for lymph, lymph, lymph in the body. And there's no pump for it. There's a pump for blood, but there's more lymph in your body than there is blood. And if there's no pump for the lymph, how does the lymph, which is the oil of the body, how does the lymph uh, refresh itself? The answer is daily power hour, daily exercise, burst training. So it's all good. The third thing to let go of that we talk about is the claustrophobia. The claustrophobia that comes from being urbanized. And this claustrophobia, this locked in syndrome, is written about uh, uh, office, uh, I think the topic is uh, office pollution or office toxicity and it's about 
what comes off computers, the gases that come off computers, uh, electric, the uh, false lights, uh, fluorescent lights, the uh, locked away from nature, the uh, air conditioning, all these environments are incredibly claustrophobic. They're not bad, they're just claustrophobic. And they lock us in and make us think very, very, very small. So letting go of the office pollution and letting go of the environmental uh, claustrophobia that we have means stepping out into the wilds of nature, but looking at small things. The beauty of nature and the recognition of the beauty of nature is one of the most powerful gifts we can uh, give ourselves in the letting go process of the, the claustrophobia of living in urban environments. Now, if you live on a farm, uh, there's no need to do this because you'll be doing it uh, in reverse. You'll be living in the open environment and you will need some claustrophobia. Maybe you need to go inside the house to have dinner or something like that to bring it all back together again. But we overcook it with our working from computers and working from home and working on the screen and things. We overcook the claustrophobic aspect of living. And to burst out of that, we just need to go and be in nature for 10, 20 minutes a day and not running through it, jumping over it, or skipping in it, or digging it up. It's just being there in nature. The, the fourth thing is letting go of other people's expectations, which means prioritizing our own values. Now, it's quite incredible how this aspect of uh, letting go is probably the hardest, because we uh, the subtle nature of interpersonal communication means we don't really recognize when other people are, are uh, when other people are, 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 are sort of controlling us or, or our, our, our appetite to please people has become our dominant appetite and we've forgotten what our priorities are and that leads to overwhelm. When we get overwhelmed we're trying to please too many people at once. We've got seven areas of life, we've got seven uh, visions we carry around with us. Each area of life has its own vision, our own dream. And sometimes those things get into conflict with each other. And by prioritizing, we organize, we centralize, we create a, a, a sense of uh, ordered priority in our life. And that's very important. It also enables us to be flexible with others and therefore uh, uh, give give to others to help them get their values in order to get our values met. This is a big piece of work. So letting go of other people's expectations is another one. The fifth one is uh, letting go of small things, which in, other, in, in another language, letting go of the stresses and the, the tiny small life we, we end up with. The, the size of your vision determines the size of your life. And quite often our vision becomes to get through the day or our vision becomes to get to the post office or our vision becomes to buy a, a new computer or a phone or, a, a, or our vision becomes to go for a swim. Our vision becomes very um, uh, segmented and, and, and isolated and, 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 and uh, stepping. And that's kind of like good for organization, but it may be wise to think that once a day we need to go out and look at the big picture. Look at the big picture of our life. Now I'm talking really big. I'm not talking the next two or three years. I'm talking about universal picture or global picture. To imagine ourselves bigger than this 
daily chores and the daily goals and the daily task lists and our daily habits and imagine all that and then sort of get a, a bigger view and then wind it back into a smaller one and see how link it or sink it link how your purpose in life links to what you're doing in life and reconnect this is heart and soul this is introspection very important stuff the last one is letting go of, of uh, self uh, negative self-talk and it's just so frighteningly easy to, to find yourself repeating uh, self-talk that's negative and uh, breaking out of this pattern it, it requires a, a conscious effort once a day to to just re, re, re-enable yourself, reconnect to positive, healthy, three-leveled self-talk. Remember the three levels, parent, adult, child, or uh, motivation, instruction, reward? So this self-talk, once a day, every now and again during the day, this is really healthy to reconnect with your self-talk and make sure you're on track with it. So these are the six things, these are the six areas of life we need to do some letting go of in order to have introspection. Now, I don't advocate doing it all at once. What I'm suggesting to you is it's an all-day process because letting go at any stage of the day is a really important thing. And I call letting go or the ability to move through uh, some conflict or letting go of your judgment or letting go of hurt or letting go of pain or letting go of something or letting go of toxin, or letting go, letting go. I call this mobile meditation because the whole process of meditation is letting go of the ego. And if you can do it while you're on the run, you've mastered life because anything that comes up, you can quickly and accurately put in its place. Let it go, move on, put your heart and soul into what you do, stay inspired, stay motivated, stay committed, stay enjoying Hope you've enjoyed today. If you have, please share it with others. In the meantime, this is Chris. Bye for now.